We all want to end the pandemic and reopen the economy. But to do so, we need a COVID-19 vaccine that is available to everyone. A people's vaccine. For years, drug companies have raised the price of our medications while receiving billions in taxpayer dollars. Now, the U.S. government has given them 10 billion of our tax dollars to develop a vaccine. Yet, the drug companies will still hold complete control over the price and own the patents for medicines we paid to invent. Sound unfair? That's because it is. We need a people's vaccine that is free for everyone, everywhere. Without a people's vaccine, there's no guarantee of a treatment that's affordable and accessible to all. Where you were born and how much money you have shouldn't determine whether you live or die. A people's vaccine will be affordable and distributed fairly based on need, not ability to pay. Across the world, drug companies are getting rich while millions cannot afford care. A people's vaccine is a chance for change. It's this simple. COVID-19 vaccines invented with taxpayer dollars must be made available for free to everyone who needs them. It's time for a people's vaccine. reason you think this is a game. This is not a game, Will. Look at you. Look at you. The only reason why you're not in jail is because Uncle Phil called in a favor. Take your time. Go deep. Too easy. Notice? You're stupid. You are carrying a gun on the streets to protect yourself? I've done my best, Will. But it's time for a change. You're going to Bel Air to live with your uncle and your auntie. Bel Air, out of all places. This is a second chance, Will. Don't waste it. Will, I will not bail you out again. In this house, I'm not Uncle Phil. I'm the law. Have I made myself absolutely clear? Yeah. Yeah. There are no butlers to clean up your messes. You've got to be responsible for yourself. So, Will, what brings you to Bel Air? I caught with a gun. How are we related again? Shut up, Carlton. He's from the streets of Philadelphia. Will needs discipline. Just a little time. Just a little time and a little love. We are what he needs. Why don't you go back to Philly? Born and raised, right? You think I would ever want to be in this life? You're not welcome, Will. This is fake. Wherever you from, this is fake. You like didn't do anything to earn this. I never had nothing. My life ain't a sitcom, I guess. I don't even feel like I belong here. Just give it some time. Everything happens for a reason. Yo, you must be from Philly. Yeah. What's up, man? I'm Will. 
Jazz. Jazz. Hey, so what part of town you staying in? Bel Air. They got you out there? All right, Philly. Let's see what you got. Well, welcome to Bel Air Academy. How's everything going up, Bel Air? Not too bad out here. I just made team. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad you're here. I need to take you shopping. Rodeo Drive. Oh my gosh. I was summoning my god to be the greatest. They say my birth is a curse, I still made it. I stood out in the field when it was raining. Ten toes down in it. Youngin came up strong with a will to live. Daddy never came home, mama in the pen. So his relative got him for the devil did. The streets ain't safe if I'm playing in. It's like they y'all do. Hey Jazz. Hey Prince. You can go here? Nah. <laughs> what up everybody? Kevin Jackson here. If you feel the need and you want to get in touch with the hot topics from today's headlines, you gotta check out the booth with Keith. Sinister One Hayes. Tell him Kevin Jackson sent you. The following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004 between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star emergency. This is Steve. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've locked myself in my car, and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am. Oh, my God. Ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay. It's, it's just that the windows are rolled up, and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes. Oh, my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks, or? Uh, yes, 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 okay, yes. Okay. Here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um. The shiny thing. Grab the oh, shiny thing. I, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, now what is that noise? Oh, that's my door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hun. Oh, my God. You know what? Your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh my God! Thank you so much, Blonde Star. That's why we're here. Do you need anything else? Blonde Star, no, that's always here. on, because you're always blonde. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> This is a booth! Staring down, looking at the blood stained concrete. Hear the dead MC flying at my feet. It took a nine millimeter rhyme straight to your mind. Damn, my better split. This is my time, so I make my way up the block. Get the home base and lock them. Uh. Crack the Cavassier and grab the phone. Call one of my troops up. Host the soldiers when he says, Yo, what's up? What's going on? Make it quick, cause I'm trying to get my stellar on. Go. You grow up in the. These lyrical assassins tried to pull a hit, and then boom, came a noise from the other room. It was the boys in blue with the SWAT crew. They got us locked up for lyrical murder. It's one of them charges that you never heard of. It's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, 
man, we're killing all your podcasts like the HIV virus. You want to battle this kid? Come, don't even try this. Back the uh. up, think again, count to ten. You want to grab that mic just to get done in? It's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. Was he African? African. African. No. He was American, and he was like you. He looked just like you. He was Jewish. Just Wait, like okay. you. Jew. Okay. It's an odd crime for a Jew to yeah, commit. Yeah, pretty docile. Okay, so we have an African Jew wearing a hoodie. No, you don't. No. no. That's not what I said. Is that what you heard me say? I said he looked like you. Do you look like an African Jew? No, I look like a cop. Yeah. <sighs> he was Caucasian. All right, your boy Sinister One broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to The Booth. It is May 11th, 2021. We are holding it down here. As you guys can check me out here, I got my Viana Marie official t-shirt on here. Um, Make sure to go over to her website and her Facebook page and you can purchase yourself a Viana Marie. I'm going to stand up here a little bit so you guys can see. Boom. Boom. <laughs> and I got my Oscar Mike radio hat, Travis Partington, Oscar Mike radio. And don't mind the scruff. I didn't make it over to my uh, barber, Corey, over there at Eastside Cuts today. Been busy all week, um, getting ready for some stuff to discuss in the news booth. And uh, there was some last minute stories that I had to pull up and get going on here. And, you know, hold on, my camera is a little bit off tonight. So. But I want to mention my sponsors, Michael Douglas Barreto, MDB Electronics. If you have a broken controller, let Michael Douglas Barreto (laughs) Electronics uh, fix your controller. Send it out 24 hours to 48 hours. You're back to gaming. Um, You know know me. Anybody who's lived in this house, my boys, and anybody will tell you that. Since the one Keith Hayes is anal about his controllers. Like, really anal. Like, one of the things I did when I had stepkids in this house and stuff is everybody had their own controller. Everybody's controller was assigned to them. Because I I got tired of listening to everybody complain about broken controllers and who broke their controller. And there was nothing more worse than going down to get into a game of Call of Duty and your own controller is broken. So I eliminated that. That whole hassle. Everybody got their own controller. Now with Xbox, what's the great thing about Xbox now... Um, I don't know if you can do it on PlayStation, but on Xbox, you can take your controller, your own personal controller, and link it to your account so nobody else can use your account. And you put a passcode in, and it locks everything out. Boom. Simple. Easy. You know? So there's nobody using your controller, nobody on your Xbox Live account, and messing up your profile points or your gamer score. (laughs) All that stuff that I'm anal about when I'm playing Xbox. So Michael Douglas Barreto. Check him out. MDB Electronics. Athol Mash, you ship it out, you got it back in 24 to 48 hours, back to gaming. Uh, RebelRom.com, that's my cousin's clothing line. Make sure to check her out at www.RebelRom.com. And for those who don't know my cousin, she was a member of the Alvin Ailey dance troupe back in the day for, for quite a long time. And she actually just posted some videos of her doing some interpretive dance on her Instagram. So if you want to check her out, um, RebelRom.com is the website, and you can follow her links there to her Instagram and Facebook page. Also, tacticaltargetsystems.com. Um, if you guys saw, I was at the range this past weekend in Braintree, um, one of the clubs that I frequent. There's a couple of clubs that I frequent um, in the area. 
to get my range time in. Um, and if you guys saw, I was shooting my zombie targets from 50 yards away. Um, my grouping was good. The instructor said that was there, the range officer. He said my grouping was good, but I was a little bit off to the left and up to the right. And with the picture I shared with you guys on my Facebook page, um, if you saw the two headshots, that was when I put the laser on the rifle, um, which is kind of cheating. The, the laser is always going to be <laughs> dead on. Um, but again, dead on with the laser is good, but I got to get the iron sights right because, like I said, I'm a big worry ward about the zombie apocalypse, and I want to be ready, and I got to have my crew ready, and um, I can't be missing headshots when the zombies are closing in from 50 yards. I got to be able to drop them. I want to be able to drop a zombie from 50 yards with the iron sights, not just depending on the laser. So, <laughs> But again, tactical target systems. Uh, check them out. Ask for Don Robinson. Tell him you heard about it on the show. He'll get you some badass zombie targets. And they're pretty good. Pretty good targets. I can't wait to use them. I'm, I'm planning on going up to a buddy's house in New Hampshire. Um, he owns a junkyard. And he is going to allow us to shoot up some cars and things of that sort up in New Hampshire um, with his rifle collection and gun collection that he has. So it's going to be pretty interesting. I think it's like the third week of June. Maybe we'll take some videos of us. Yeah, maybe. You know what? Back in the day, the booth had this segment called the booth field trip. That's actually how I first met the rapper Black Sea. I went on the booth field trip was a segment. We used to go do these things and post it. So maybe I'll revive the booth field trip. When we go up there, get some video of us and shooting up cars and vans and things of that sort. Uh, Viana Marie, check out her music everywhere on online retailers everywhere. Um, her music is distributed by DistroKid. And her music is, wow, DistroKid has done a great thing. For, and for independent artists out there, DistroKid is uh, make sure that you get all your percentages of your, your money, money spent tracks it breaks it down to the bare minimums um but all the time distro kid is adding to outlets uh overseas and things of that sort so if you're an independent artist distro kid is is cheap money i think it's like 35 dollars a year um there's a lot of things that you've seen on this show that we've done uh to help boost some things uh the last week we had may the fourth be with you and you guys saw the yoda with the viana marie song back down and um, that was created through DistroKid, free of charge. So it's it's one of these things that it's all there for the taking. Um, you're just going to make use of it and help boost your stats or boost whatever you want to do. So, um, again, check out Vianna Marie's music. Hashtag Vianna Marie. ViannaMarie.com is her website. And make sure to show her support. Um, gotta, before I get into my news booth, I got to thank Jay Kinzer last week. Rapper JK of The Expendables. He came on. Um, released his video Savage Lands. The video drops this Friday. They're performing in Haverhill on Friday night, and I'm going to try to get up there on Friday night to make sure I go check them out. But the video drops this Friday. I'll probably have it in the playlist next Tuesday, and I'll probably be sharing the hell out of it anyway on Facebook. But uh, we played the track. Serious Luke Cage feel. If you ever watched the Luke Cage show on Netflix, um that vibe was was crazy uh i see some people in the chat dave haggerty thanks for coming on the show mad supporter of the show dave haggerty's in this show every week he, dave haggerty went and had an operation a serious operation he was down and out and dude was was on watching the show like at, while he was recouping so big love to dave haggerty on you know supporting this show man 
cool stuff. Also, Donna Ski, thank you for tuning in. She's a friend of Van Bates, and it's nice to see that she's continued to come on and support and watch this show after we did our Van Bates tribute show. Uh, again, you know, we suffered a loss here of a good friend of the show and a good personal friend of mine, Van Bates. Uh, he passed away on April 23rd. It was a shock to everybody in the music industry here on the East Coast and on the West Coast. Uh, a lot of people we were on this show paying their tributes and respect to him. So thanks to all the guys who came on and hung out with us. So good stuff. Uh, moving into the news booth, Massachusetts is entering phase four, step two. Phase four, step two uh, began on May 10th. What that is is amusement parks are now at 50% capacity. Um, I have some friends and family members who are already booking a day to go to Canopy Lake Park. Um, a lot of people are vaccinated. A lot of people want to get out. They've already got a name for it. They're calling it Revenge Travel. That's what they're calling it on the news. That's what they're calling it on social media. That's what they're calling it everywhere. Revenge Travel. All these people who couldn't travel last year, they've got vacation time built up and all this stuff. Everybody's getting vaccinated and everybody is hitting the road. You can't even find an RV. RVs are pretty much all rented everywhere. There's a shortage of car rental cars um, because they didn't make any new cars. So car rental cars couldn't buy any new cars. And now everybody's rushing out to vig and go on vacation. And now there's no cars to rent anywhere. So we've got all of this COVID stuff is backing up and people are going out. And like they said, it's called revenge travel, revenge vacationing. Rates are still cheap everywhere. Um... The airport, as far as I know, you know, a little bit of climbing here and there, but we're, we're just waiting. We're, we feel like it's going to hit right out the gate. It's going to come and hit us um, because once school gets out, it's a wrap. People are going to hit the road. And guess what? Everybody's hitting the road all at once because with Zoom schooling, there were no snow days used for anybody pretty much across across the country, across the, especially up here in the Northeast. So these kids are going to be out early. Like early, early. Usually, kids are you know stuck in school June twenty third because they they got to make up snow days this year. The kids are going to be out by the second week of by the second week, gone out. So you know everybody's booking their trips to get the hell out of here and go. So phase four, step two, fifty percent for amusement parks. Um, I believe it's forty percent for. Um, stadiums and at the rate we're going by September football will probably be at a hundred percent by September that mark my words. And I also think that July 4th is going to be the big blowout. Um, That's going to be the one where everybody is going to be able to do whatever. Cause most of the people right now you can go in and get a vaccination without making an appointment at CVS, Walgreens, and most of these other places. I'm your primary care. Uh, Most people can start going now and getting that done. So Trust me, this is it's gonna get it's gonna get busy faster than people believe. Uh, video cameras in Michaela Miller's apartment were not recording. The DA says uh, Michaela Miller's apartment. Michaela's the 16-year-old girl, which they found um, hanging from a tree in Hopkinton. Um, there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of accusations regarding this incident, <clears throat> and there are some things here that I'm actually gonna pull up and just chat about. Here, um, let me see if I can pull these up and chat about them because there's some, there's a lot of misconception, there's a lot of rumors that are going around, and uh, Boston Globe did a very good job with putting out the facts and putting out 
the rumors, <clears throat> and I'm going to pull this up here so I can read this off and you guys can see. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to show you. I'm just going to read this, what, what came out of the Boston Globe in regards to this. It's a, it's a tragedy. Uh, the mother is all over social media. Um, she's talking a lot of stuff on social media, but now there's a lot of stuff coming out about the mother in this situation. And in, in my in my opinion, to be honest, um, there's a lot of people who could be named suspects in this case, to be honest. I just wish that they would announce whether or not her hands were tied behind her back. <clears throat> and the reason why I say this is, one, it's crucial because if her hands were tied behind her back, that means somebody definitely killed her because you can't hang yourself with your hands tied behind your back. So that means we're looking for somebody, regardless whether it was racial or whatever. We are looking for somebody if this girl's hands were tied behind her back. But they won't release that info. The person who found the body won't release that info. The police won't release that info. They just said that, you know, they found the hanging tree. They won't say anything about the hands. And I think that's a lot because of where this case is, is headed and possibly going. Um, for the recent story that has come out, um, the mother didn't even have custody of Michaela right now. Michaela was actually in custody of DCF. Michaela was also meeting often with her guidance counselor at the school because they were setting up to get ready to have Michaela re-meet with her mother after not having time with her because of this abuse situation that happened. I guess there was a situation in the police report the name is omitted because at that time, Michaela was a minor, which is probably why it was omitted. But what happened was, was that the mother and Michaela got into it at some restaurant. Um, it was so bad that the person in the restaurant called the police, but the mother left with her before they could leave, you know, before the police could arrive at the scene. And then what happened was, was the mother had pulled over and had punched her daughter in the eye in the, while in the car. Um, somebody saw this and called the cops and gave a description of the car on the plate. Um, and then what happened was, was the police actually went to the home. When they got to the home, the mother and daughter were there. And they said that the daughter had, you know, injuries and bruises. And the mother's story conflicted. The mother had said that she was she hit her daughter with a bat in self-defense and blah, blah, blah. And punched her in the eye in self-defense, blah, blah, blah. Um, Hopping the police on the scene felt that she had no injuries and no bruises and felt that the story was not true. Um, so they contacted DCF and immediately took Michaela out of the home. Um, this is why we can't jump to conclusions. This is why we can't make knee-jerk reactions because, you know, BLM has come to town and all these people have come to town and I don't think anybody's even asked the question about the mom. Um, as far as the father goes, the father had committed suicide seven years ago. Um, I haven't seen any info yet as to why or or how or what happened, but this girl, it's just a sad tragedy all around. Um, she did have a girlfriend. They had broke up the Friday before her body was found. Supposedly there was an altercation in this apartment, but the cameras weren't on, but there was evidence outside of broken glass and things of that sort. There was five kids. One of them was Latino. Uh, two were boys and two were girls. One they're claiming is the ex-girlfriend. So there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people here that are that can be named as suspects, whatever. If you watch a lot of TV, crime movies, and all that stuff, even the mother, to be honest, even the mother can be dealt as as a, as a, as a suspect in this. So um, a lot of people are sharing her cries on social media and stuff. But I'm not. Look, I'm not going to be this guy that's going to share. I need I need the facts. I need the evidence to come out. I need us to figure out what's going on. Um, because it, this is a tragedy 
all around. What's up, Sean Wick? Just put his uh, new video into the playlist. Uh, Shaw Elemental. Sean Wick is Shaw Elemental of The Expendables. Putting out good music right alongside JK. Can't wait for this EXP stuff to come out. Uh, John Fidel, what's going on? John Fidel is a fellow slingshot rider. Also owns Blue Hills Automobiles Repair Shop. Uh, it's right down from South Shore Plaza off of, of um, 37 there on the right-hand side just before you get to 93, the rotary there before 93 and before you get into Quincy and Milton. So check him out. What's up, John Fidel? Um, but again, moving forward, um, I just need to know where her hands were. Can we please just get that info? Um, the mother was crying and asking about the phone. She wants the phone back. The phone's evidence. You're not getting the phone back. So whatever's on there, whatever you need, um, it's in the custody of the police department. And then the mother was on social media and, and then a news conference talking about um, there's no way that they traced her steps because the the, 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 um, the police are saying that they traced her steps from her phone. And the mother says, well, her data was off. Well, you don't know her data was off because she wasn't in your custody. So DCF may have got her phone turned back on. So in case she could call somebody if there was an issue. So the mother needs to just stop all that. So it's a sad case. And let, let's get all the stuff before we throw all these accusations and, and stuff out there. Um, this past weekend, the debris from the Chinese rocket crashed back to Earth. Landed in the water. Everybody was all scared and all these people were worried. And guess what, people? Most of you failed science class because... Earth is made up of 70 plus 80% of water. <laughs> so the chances of this debris crashing into Earth and, and hurting people was 20%. And to be honest, there is a ton of stuff, ton of stuff that falls to this planet <laughs> every year that people don't know about. From asteroids to comets to meteorites, uh, all this stuff. What I just want to know, like I said, I'm a horror movie sci-fi fan. I just want to make sure that there were no aliens on that debris when it fell. Hopefully they all got burned up in reentry. <laughs> Whatever aliens <laughs> were on this rocket. <laughs> I hope they got burned up on reentry. But it did crash in the water. Um, I don't know if they're going to try to retrieve it or what, what's going to happen. But um, it did crash back to Earth. It ended up in the ocean. I think the Indian Ocean or some, something like that it ended up in. So, you know, hey, good good stuff. Moving on, uh, Pastor Johnny Enfro. If you guys know who Pastor Johnny Enfro is, he's one of Trump's guys. He's a pastor. Uh, he came out this week and said that he had a vision of Donald Trump with a golden scepter that proves that Donald Trump is still president. This is why we need church and state to remain separate people from government because you have crackpots like this who think of these things. And on top of this, there is another, another Christian pastor who's going out and he's saying that Joe Biden's wife's death and his kid's death and his other daughter's death were sacrifices for him to be in political power. <laughs> yes, these people are coming out and saying these things. This is why church and state should remain separate. <laughs> separate. Uh, big news here. Graduation day for the first female Marines ever trained on the West Coast. Big kudos. 
Uh, it was a platoon of, I want to say, 23 women, 13 weeks or 16 weeks they trained out west. It is the first platoon of all female Marine cadets. That's big, big, big stuff. So kudos to them. Great thing to see. Um, and it, look, becoming a Marine is hard as F. It's hard because they break you down, not just physically, they break you down mentally. They break you down as far as you can go because Marines see the shit. They're the first ones there. Well, the Navy SEALs are the first on the scene. You know, what, you know, of course, the special ops are there first. And then the Marines go in. The Marines are always the first to pretty much go in. So we want to make sure that, you know, they break them down. Um, there's one of these things that they do with them where they put them out in the water, in the ocean, for 20, I think for 24 hours or something of that, like overnight. And um, it's very hard. It's, it's hard. A lot of people quit. Um, it's tough. So big applause to these ladies for being the first full platoon of women to graduate um, from the Marines. And I know some people are probably saying, well, you know, the Marine boot camp isn't like it was because of all the, you know, hashtag me twos and blah, blah, blah. Look, they're still breaking you down mentally and physically. They just got to do it in a way where they ain't going to end up with court cases. But they're still breaking you down because they want to make sure that you can handle the pressure of being a Marine and, and being under combat. So... Trust and believe me, they're still doing stuff that, that's going to break these women down and, and make them strong and make, make, make us proud. So props to them. Um, heading into the legal booth, um, Derek Chauvin's defense team files for a new trial in the murder of George Floyd. Uh, what they're saying is, is that he didn't get a fair trial because they're by having the case done there where the incident happened, everybody knew about the case. Well, guess what? Guess what? Listen up, defense team. Everybody in the world knew about this goddamn case. <laughs> Taking a book from Ken, the GD. Everybody in the world knew about this case. So it doesn't matter where the hell you held this trial. Everybody knew about this case. Everybody. All right? So stop it. Um, so that's what they're doing. They're trying to get a new trial. They're not even trying to get an appeal. They're trying to get a whole new trial in a different location. They're saying it was unfair. Whatever. You can say what you want because moving on in the legal booth, the Justice Department, the federal government, has now filed criminal charges against Derek Chauvin and the three other officers. And guess what? That means that this murder charge is now going to be a federal crime. This, this, if this happens, which means he, if he's found guilty here, he'll probably serve his time concurrently. They'll, they'll, he'll serve it both together. But, um, this is now going to the federal level. So it's getting real interesting to see how the justice department moves ahead for that. And not only was he indicted for federal charges for the death of George Floyd, because of some information that came out during the civil trial for the murder of George Floyd, there was information that came out about Derek Chauvin's past record as a police officer. And he has now been indicted for a story that came out during that trial where Derek Chauvin was reprimanded and for what? For kneeling on the neck and back of a 14-year-old child. He also injured and hurt the child and the child had to go to the hospital for stitches because he beat him with his flashlight and busted the side of his ear open. So he had to go and get stitches. 
Um, and he was on this gentleman, this young boy, 14 years old, because it's a boy, uh, for 17 minutes. So, and there was a complaint that led to this. So, this was back in 2017. So, now he's being indicted on these charges. So, this man, <laughs> he got problems. <laughs> he got 99 problems and freedom ain't one. Freedom ain't one. Um, moving on into the entertainment booth. Rest in peace to Tawny Katane. For those who don't know who Tawny Katane was, guess what? You weren't an 80s kid. Because if you were an 80s kid, you know who Tawny Katane was. Black, white, Mexican, Latino, um, Chinese, Japanese. I don't care who you were. When you saw them White Snake videos on MTV, trust me, you knew who Tawny was. And... She ended up being in the movie. She ended up being in the bachelor party with Tom Hanks. I don't know if you guys remember when Tom Hanks, before he became this real serious Academy Award winning actor, Tom Hanks <laughs> used to make these comedy films, you know, these comedy movies that people would go and laugh at with tons of nudity and stuff like that. That was Tom Hanks before he became this serious actor. Um, he had this movie, Bachelor Party, and Tony Katane was like the main girl in this in this movie. But she passed away 59 years old. Um, she was a well-known video vixen on MTV. She was pretty much a staple of MTV and music videos. Um, I actually saw a recent picture of Tawny Katane at 59. And I hate to say this, but she looked like like a Joan Rivers project. Like she had been under the knife like a, 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 a lot of times under the knife. And sometimes they say that stress of going... It, look, Joan Rivers died from it. Kanye West's mother died from it. The the stress of going under the knife is is bad. The constant going under anesthesia is bad. It's not good for you. It, look, it killed Michael Jackson. Anesthesia is not good when you're doing it on a regular basis. It's not good at all. Um, so when you look at these recent pictures of Tawny Katane, you're going to say to yourself, wow, yeah, <laughs> she definitely... Um, was going under the knife quite a bit, and it sucks because you know what? What happens is, is some of these for some of these women, they get older and they they look in the mirror and they don't feel like they're themselves, that person that they were in the '80s. So they go and they try to make these changes to keep that youth looking, um, which is what Joan Rivers was doing. Joan Rivers was doing the same exact thing. Um, Joan Rivers even made a joke about it by appearing on um, it was a there was a, a TV show back on USA where it was about two guys they were they were surgeons it was a great show it was a great show and i can't remember the name of it um but they were they were plastic surgeons um the guy who is on christian he was on charmed and all this stuff i forget the show but it was a great show they were um they did all i want to say if somebody can find out, Nip Tuck, yes, Sean Wick got it, Sean Wick got it, Nip Tuck was the show, it was a badass show, it kind of got crazy when they got tied up with the, the Mexican cartel, the drug dealers, it was kind it was kind of crazy, but then they reeled it in and, 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 and got it back under control, but Nip Tuck, that was the show, badass show, if you haven't seen it, um, great acting, the show had superb acting, um, the dwarf who is from the Marvel movies and from Game of Thrones, he made his first appearance in that show. He was the, the, the male nanny 
that they hire for their kid. And he ends up, he ends up having an affair with one of the plastic surgeons, wife's wife's. <laughs> so I don't want to ruin it for you, but it was, it was really good. It was really good. And, uh, uh, Christian was on the show. Um, it was a lot of great cameos on that show. Um, as far as stars, because what happened was, is anybody who would come in for these plastic surgeries, it was always, the roles were always cameos with all these big stars. So they, these stars would come on and they wouldn't play themselves. Joan Rivers was the only one that played herself when she came on. And then they had all these other people on, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty, pretty good. Uh, Brooke Shields was on that show. Brooke Shields was uh, the psychiatrist for Christian and his sex addiction. And then they end up having sex. Great show. It was a freaking great ass show. (laughs) In my opinion. I I like that crazy, stupid stuff. So, oh, it was on FX. It wasn't on USA. It was on FX. So, moving on into the entertainment booth. uh, Marilyn Manson's ex, Ashley Morgan Smith line has now come forward. Uh, Said that he thought, she thought that he was going to kill her during their abusive relationship. Um, when you listen and watch this interview with her in People Magazine, it's very similar to the same things that we heard from Peggy Lane, who was on our show months ago. Um, you know, she claims that a lot of the stuff she did with consent, they drank each other's blood. Um, he had punched her in her face for something. Uh, it's, it's just crazy. So if you can go and get the People Magazine or go on People website, um, the story is there, uh, but she's, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It sends chills up my spine. It's just unbelievable. So we'll see what happens here. Um, Viana Marie says in the chat, <laughs> the show was trash. <laughs> she said Nip Tuck was trash. Yeah, it wasn't a quiet taste. It wasn't a quiet taste. You either, you either loved it or you hated it. it there was no in between for Nip Tuck. Um, in the entertainment booth, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. The trailer was released this week. I was ecstatic. I Look, don't even get me started because Sony ain't playing around and Sony is is now part of, of bringing their stuff to the MCU on Disney. Um, they're saying that th- in this film, there is a lot of things that you're going to... Look, we already know the multiverse exists. I've been telling people that the Spider-Man Venom movie is going to happen. Everybody's been telling me, no, it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. It's the biggest matchup in Marvel that we want to see. And there's, you know, they're going to keep talking and telling people it's not going to, it's going to happen. It's coming. They teased it in the multiverse cartoon um, that these can be there. There was a little bit in the Venom movie that lets you know. So we're going to see. We're going to see. But here is the trailer, the official trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Check this out. Uh, I can't wait. I'm ecstatic. Here we go. I say either. You guys say either. I say neither. Nice and neither, 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 let's call the whole thing off! Ta-da! Catch up! Excuse me? Yummy. 
Hey, Mrs. Chen. Good evening, Venom. Person Ho, Mrs. Chen. He says hi. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. I've been thinking about you, hey? Because you and I are the same. Every decision we ever make. Who do we leave behind? And how do we leave them? Waiting in the darkness for the rescuer who never comes. Welcome back, Eddie Brock. It's been a long time. Miss you so much. Chocolate delivery hasn't arrived yet. No! We had a deal. What's gonna happen? You gonna stop protecting me? I am happy to eat, Mrs. Chen! No, no, you cannot eat, Mrs. Chen. What? Nothing. All right, your boy back in here, Sinister One. That was the Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer. Sean Wick said that they said this week that it's not in the MCU. He says he th- he, he thinks they are lying. They are lying. They are, because they, I've, look, I've followed everything about this Spider-Man stuff. And, you know, they come out and they said, oh, it's not in the MCU. But then the Sony films have little, they drop little friggin' hints that it is. And I think what they're doing is they're just trying to get all their legal shit straight. And I think they're teasing everybody because they know what, what the ultimate plan is. They just want to let people know that they're lying. And they, and this is, they're lying. It's straight. That, that's it. They're lying. It's going to happen. Um, this new Spider-Man movie that's coming out, they've already rumored, and it's like the worst kept secret, that all three Spider-Mans from all the previous Spider-Man films are going to end up in this new Spider-Man film at the end to show the unification of the multiverses of the different... So you're going to have the Tobey Maguire, you're going to have all the different Spider-Mans in one film in this epic scene. I don't know how they're going to work it, but that's rumored that that's going to happen in this new Spider-Man. So we'll see. I actually like the new kid as Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield. I like him. Um... And the fact that they're bringing a lot of these people back. Yep, Doc Ock is coming back. Um, I can't wait. I just can't wait. And when Sony really holds it down and releases this crap, you know, it's coming. So we'll see. If anybody was paying attention to that trailer, Venom, they paid homage to another big film in that trailer. And I caught it right away because I'm a stupid-ass super movie buff (laughs) and what i noticed was is they paid homage to eddie murphy's beverly hills cop 
if you guys didn't catch it, Eddie Brock walks into the store. He's wearing the same Detroit Lions jacket that Eddie Murphy made famous in Beverly Hills Cop, the movie. That 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 coat, if I'm not mistaken, is in some Hall of Fame somewhere. That's how that's how famous that jacket was. So the fact that Eddie Brock is wearing that Detroit Lions jacket that Eddie Murphy had on in Beverly Hills Cop, it's a great homage. Um, a lot of people probably won't catch that. I did because I'm a stupid-ass geek nerd who watches way too many, <laughs> way too many movies. Vianna Marie uh, made a, uh, uh, a comment about Christians. I guess she's been blocked <laughs> because of her comment. Sean Wick is saying it. Um, also, <laughs> be careful, guys. Don't get banned on Facebook. you got to be able to watch the show. Uh, Sean says, I like how they're leaning into the aspects they nailed in the first film. Yes. Vulture and Mobius made it more obvious. It sure did. Vulture and Mobius trailer did make it obvious. Also, there's a scene when Morbius is walking through the alleyway and there is a thing that says killer and it's a picture of Spider-Man graffiti on the wall. And we all know why people would be saying Spider-Man is a killer because at the end of Spider-Man, Mysterio set him up as his killer. Peter Parker and then said he was Peter Parker which is bringing in Daredevil because Daredevil is coming into this to be the lawyer who represents Peter Parker and that's part of the MCU the Marvel MCU out of Netflix so look it's there the stuff is all there it's coming I can't wait stop teasing us <laughs> get to the point Marvel and Sony <laughs> and the fact in the fact that Sony is bringing all of the Spider-Man movies to Disney under the Marvel. That just says it for me right there. It's coming. It's it's just a matter of time. It's coming. They wouldn't go through all this and bring all the Spider-Man movies to Disney Plus and put it under Marvel if this wasn't coming. So it looks to me like they're getting ready to do some shit <laughs> with this whole thing. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, in the entertainment booth, the last piece that I got to talk about. NBC will not air the Golden Globes for 2020 after the diversity controversy. Now, if you guys didn't remember on this show, we talked about a few weekends ago, the weekend, you know, he protested and he didn't, he was done with the Grammys. And, you know, he talked about all this stuff behind the scenes where, you know, it was groups of white people who weren't allowing blacks to get votes for the Grammys. And this is why it's so dis <clears throat> disproportionate. In voting and blah blah blah, <clears throat> and this opened a whole can of worms behind the scenes for all of these award shows. The weekend started a whole s storm of stuff with all of these award shows that made them all go back and start revamping what was going on behind the scenes. Now, what was going on at the Golden Globes is the same thing at the Grammys. They have these secret groups who have the final say on the votes and the winners. And um, they were saying that the Golden Globes for years has been under fire behind the scenes for having an all-white group who oversees who should win a Golden Globe. And people felt that it should have been diversified. It should have been people of all races in this group. It should make up. And it, it wasn't. Well, now, because of this stuff coming out, it is a big deal. Uh, Tom Cruise is giving back his three Golden Globes that he's won in protest. Um there's some other people who have come out there protesting this whole thing. And NBC has just decided that they will not air 
um, in, in 2022. So this is this is a big deal. Um, so you, now you have the Grammys, you have the Golden Globes, and you have the Academy all revamping the way that people will be voted for. Um, I know right now they were upset at the fact that the young man from Get Out didn't win. He lost to Anthony Hopkins. And everybody had felt that he should have won. And then also people felt that um, somebody else that, that lost that that night also so we'll see um they're gonna revamp they're gonna take care of everything everything what's up paul forrest he's here in the chat haven't seen paul out here in a while i know paul's been getting his stuff on point with what he does at the church um i think it's broken chain church i believe paul has mentioned on here um but he is now got his street name of sasquatch so big props to him on getting that name heading into the sports booth for those who know kevin walsh jr of brockton uh he made his pro debut he boxes under the capiello training you know the capiello brothers are famous for marvin Hagler and a lot of the fighters out of the brockton boston area capiello is also a big part of ces boxing um kevin walsh jr had you know ran astray he had gotten trouble with the law had some stuff going on big time and he felt you know what i gotta change my life change my life around or I'm going to end up in jail or dead or work, you know, whatever. Uh, Kevin Walsh went, it's a great story. Kevin Walsh went to talk to the Capiello brothers. The Capiello brothers had knew his father. His father was this great athlete in the city of Brockton. Great athlete. His father was, um, talked to the Capiello's Capiello said, look, let's get you to training. Started training him. Um, he made his pro boxing debut. He won in the first round against a very tough kid. Uh, so congrats to Kevin Walsh Jr. Congrats to the Capiello brothers. Keep an eye on this kid in boxing. Um, see if he'll make a name for himself. And let's let's give him a big push because I'm really tired of seeing these Logan Paul and Jake Paul make all this money in boxing and make a joke of the sport. It's just ridiculous. I'm not real happy about it. Um, it's just it sucks. Really does suck. Like I said, you know, I was talking about this before. So, uh, in the sports booth, guys, another dagger in the hearts of Patriots fans. <laughs> Jason McCourty has bid farewell to the New England Patriots. He is going to go and play for the Miami Dolphins for this season. So he's leaving his brother. He's going down to the warmer climate. Jason McCourty says, "Look, don't be sad. Don't be upset. Be thankful that they let him live out the dream, and that was playing." you know, across from his brother. And, you know, it was it was a hell of a season, a couple of seasons with these guys, both these guys here. Uh, it was great to see them uh, be on the field together, you know, identical, identical twins and, you know, being in the NFL. It was, it was great. So we wish him luck. He's going to go down there in, in Miami and do what he's going to do down there in Miami. And um, I wish him all the luck. No hate, you know. Good luck, you know. And it, it, it happens. So, Jason McCourty, we love you. Also in the sports booth, this story, I wish I didn't have to friggin' effing post this, but it happened last night. <laughs> As the NBA season is winding down, there was all this talk of which teams were sleeper teams, teams to watch out for, teams to be wary of, teams to be careful of, teams to make sure you watch heading into this playoffs. That team at the top of most people's list was the Boston Celtics. 
Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were holding this team down all season. Both of these guys were averaging 20 to 30 points a night. The two of them. Last night, Jalen Brown goes down, tears his wrist ligament, done for the season. Again, I wish this was one of these stories that was not true, fake. (laughs) Wish I could pull it back. But nope. Again, this is a true story. This really happened. Jalen Brown went down, tore his wrist ligament. He is done for the season as the NBA season is winding down with the Celtics on the cusp of the playoffs. The question is, is who's going to step up now and bring those points that we're going to lose by not having Jalen Brown? It is. Oh, my God. It is horrible. Sad. Terrible. Shitty timing. What's? Oh, my God. The worst timing ever for this injury. The worst. <laughs> the worst. And I, I just can't believe it. I, I just don't know what to say. Hopefully someone will step up and pick it up. Maddie Cameron. Maddie C Sports for you and me. What's going on? Uh, Maddie Cameron's got some great shows coming up. Tonight, I believe, is the Marcel Smith show is tonight. And then next week, we have uh, he has a female hockey player who played in the Olympics. Uh, I believe that's next week uh, to promote the autism awareness. So you want to make sure at 8.30, check out Maddie C. Sports for you and me following this show. This is a, this is a staple of every Tuesday night. And you want to also check out Happy Hour with Lido with my man Kevin Jeffries. I got to give him a big shout. Congratulations to Kevin Jeffries who graduated from college this week. So big props to him. Uh, Travis Partington is holding down shows left and right on the Hoobazoo Network. His, his hat, the camouflage hat. For those who don't know about Travis Partington, anything he puts out, anything he does, food or product, Every business he deals with is veteran-based. So when you watch Travis's show and you see his sponsorship, it's all veterans. And what Travis is doing right now, and it's a real nice thing, uh, Travis is having a lot of musicians on the show. I know we have Viana Marie on this show. We've had a lot of people coming on this show. Travis has a lot of veterans, people who have been in the military on his show. So so we want to check his show out because he's really bringing a, a, a different mix to his show, which started out touching base on the, the needs of veterans and, and you know, some of the things that are out there that hurt veterans and, and they need help with. But now he's really taken this show, Oscar Mike Radio, and he's expanded it into something different. He's got, like I said, he's got live music from bands, featuring veterans and things like that. I think it's a great look. I'm so proud of this guy. Uh, five years. Five years he's been doing this show since we met at the Dale Dorman um, Memorial. And, and it was a Dale Dorman show that they, we did at the Massasoit every year. Lisa Zena Supka would invite me out, and I would talk about podcasting. <laughs> and it was great stuff. So Travis, probably check him out. Also, Drafting the Circuits. Also on the Hoobazoo Network, Drafting the Circuits, I was co-creator of. Talks about NASCAR, F1, those guys over there holding it down. Uh, Last week, um, Bobby Unser, NASCAR legend, passed away. Um, If you guys remember on our show way back, Candace actually interviewed Bobby Unser on Drafting the Circuits. It was a great interview. So rest in peace to Bobby Unser. And check out Drafting the Circuits on Thursday nights. 
So good stuff there. I can't I can't wait. But again, Jalen Brown out for the season, torn wrist ligament, done. Who's gonna step up for the Celtics as far as making it through the playoffs without Jalen Brown? I don't think so. And I'm pretty sure everything changed at Vegas as far as the odds go without Jalen Brown. So oh, tough one. Tough one. I'm not happy about that. Man. Uh, heading into Biden bombshells. Um, got one Biden bombshell because guess what? Our, we have a president who pretty much works. <laughs> he doesn't spend all his time on Twitter with Twitter thumbs. He's not on social media. Um, he, the man's working. <laughs> There's really not much. And there was some things that had pissed me off and I had it in Biden bombshells weeks ago, but you know, they, they, the man is busy. He's been doing stuff. There really hasn't been much. Um, the big news for Biden bombshells this week is that we had a ransomware attack on the largest fuel pipeline operator in the U.S. The entire network has been shut down along the eastern coast. Um, I know a lot of times I've told people when they talk about gas prices and oil prices that, you know, the president has no control. And the president does not have any control over these prices. Um this line isn't an oil line. This is an actual gasoline line that supplies gasoline to trucks and the trucks cart them out to the stations and get them to the stations. This ransomware attack is forcing this entire network to shut down and we already have a shortage of drivers as it is. There's a shortage right now. A lot of people don't know this. There is a shortage of drivers because a lot of places shut down during COVID and a lot of drivers went and collected unemployment and they haven't come back to work or, you know, there's a there's a massive shortage of drivers right now um, as far as deliveries and fuel and things of that sort. So this gas line ransomware attack that's that's now shut down the entire network and won't know um, when we see the gas prices, they're already creeping up now. Uh, they're talking about making it over three dollars. <throat> so when you start seeing people on your Facebook page talking about they're at the pumps and they just paid eighty dollars for a full tank of gas and they start blaming Biden for the prices, just come back to May 11th and just let them know this is the reason why gas prices are going up because of the ransomware attack that has pretty much shut down the fuel pipeline. And that's why gas prices are going to go up because everybody's going to, you know, you know, all the, the Trump maniacs <laughs> are going to be out there blaming Biden when the prices are up to four, almost four bucks in the next week or two. So <laughs> uh, Paul Forrest says hackers are proven how vulnerable our tech is. So here's the thing with ransomware. They're, they're, they're trying to say this was is Russia. Um, that's what Biden said. They, they feel this might have been Russia, but there's no definitive proof that it was Russia. Um, ransomware attack, to be honest, doesn't have to even be hackers. Um, I've seen this happen. Ransomware can get in because some employee has gone on some site or bypassed the security on the computers and, and, and that happens. That's what, to be honest, that's what happened with the registry. That's why we couldn't have uh, state inspections for almost two months because somebody went on some site that they shouldn't have went on and they ended up with ransomware in the registry computers. I mean, uh, the state inspection computers. And that was why the state inspections were shut down for a couple of months. So if, if you're a business and you don't have those protections in place and your employee goes on to some stupid ass website um, and gets ransomware, can shut your whole business down. Um, this is what possibly could have happened here with this, with this shutdown. So we'll see. We'll see. Paul Forrest, what's going on though? Dave Haggerty is still watching. 
all you guys still in the chat. Good stuff, though. Uh, 7.54. So, heading into what we got here is Are You Serious segment. In the Are You Serious segment, I've got two tonight for you guys. I've got... I'm going to show you this one first. This one is pretty crazy in the Are You Serious segment. Uh, in the Are You Serious segment, first one for tonight, WHDH, uh, Jennifer Lanza, Lanza, I think her name is. You'll, you'll see it in the story. It was a guy. His dog was stolen from his car in Cambridge two nights ago. <laughs> so it's a slow news day. Channel 7's out in Cambridge. They're reporting on the story about this dog being stolen out of this guy's car. And it's been 24 hours, so they figured it's a slow news day. Let's go do the story on this dog. Here's what happens in Are You Serious 1 for today. Guess who comes walking up with the daggone dog during the news broadcast? The dumbass, stupid dude who stole the dog from this poor guy's car comes walking through the broadcast of this news story. Watch this. Are you serious? all happened right here. It comes more than a day after the pet was stolen from a car. Now, police had been asking for the public's help to track down the animal and the person who took him. 7 News was there when the suspect was taken into custody this afternoon. The 29-year-old man speaking to just one station about what he calls a mistake. Now, tonight, we're hearing from the dog's owner about this emotional reunion. The 19th Juliana Mazza shows us how the dog was returned safe and sound. That's me motioning to my photographer John to start rolling when I realized we had spotted the dog reported stolen in Cambridge and the man seen in surveillance video accused of taking him. We start asking the man a few questions and he admits to taking the animal. Uh, he was just barking in the car and I walked past the car and I realized I thought it was supposed to, the, the supposed to be dog walking. It wasn't a kidnapping, it was just a simple mistake. A simple mistake, he said, but police say 24 hours had gone by since Titus was taken and the suspect never called them nor the owner whose nice phone car. number is on the dog tag. You didn't think um, to call the number on the tag? I did, but then I, I tried using one phone, the phone was broken and um, I just... That's when we called Cambridge Police. Hey dispatcher, this is Juliana over at 7 News. Um, I actually have the dog Titus and uh, the man who said it was an accident that he took the dog with me right now. Within a matter of two minutes, officers arrived, as did Titus' owner. When they said that they had him. 24 hours after being stolen from Greg's car in Cambridge, Titus is okay and back home with his dog dad. <laughs> An emotional reunion and one we were grateful to be there for. I'm just glad that the person came back and I'm glad that you guys were there. Titus, say thank you. We're so happy that you're home. The suspect, now identified as 29-year-old Kyle Garrapy of Boston, was taken into custody. He's charged with larceny and breaking and entering into a motor vehicle with intent to commit a felony. Arrested by Cambridge police in the same location, Titus was stolen. If anyone ever sees this, like who questions the value of media, social media, broadcast media, this proves it. This is the way it was supposed to happen. So thank you. 
John and I are just grateful that we were in the right place at the right time and that Titus is finally back home with his family. In Cambridge, Juliana Mazza, 7 News 19. <laughs> Dumbass! I took the dog by mistake. <laughs> are you serious? I took the dog by mistake. You know what's even worse? Dude was rocking Helly Hansen. When was the last time y'all saw someone rocking Helly Hansen? Wasn't it like that was like the 90s, like like late 80s, early 90s. Remember when everybody was rocking Helly Hansen? It was like right up there with Nautica. <laughs> there was a few rappers out there rocking Helly Hansen. It was like it was like it was like the poor man's Nautica. <laughs> Some of y'all know. Some of y'all wore the Helly Hansen and Jabro jeans back in the day. <laughs> For real. Oh, man. Uh, and now, for my last segment of Are You Serious? Uh, I got a uh, gentleman who he was, he is a state rep. For, <laughs> he's a state rep for Colorado. Look, I, I look, I just can't. I can't even I just got to get into it. You're not going to believe what this man says during a state capital meet. I just Are you serious? Are you a Republican state legislator who previously downplayed his colleagues' concerns about racism at the state capitol called another legislator buckwheat today. That led to a pretty hot exchange that shut down the House for a time this morning. Republican Representative Richard Holtorf from Akron has a history of making offensive comments, but he still managed to surprise his colleagues with this. In many ROE rules, you're not allowed to fire until fired upon. Because that is when your safety, that is when your life is threatened. I'm getting there. Don't worry, Buckwheat. I'm getting there. I'm now, sorry. what I'd like to say, what I'd like to say, that's an endearing term, by the way. Representative Holtorf, we must maintain order in here and not refer to any individuals other than. Hold on. <laughs> Y'all watching this, right? Let me let me just bring it back here. Let me just bring it back here before he calls the person Buckwheat. So the lady up top, she's the she's the person that oversees this whole thing. She has to oversee this. They, they you know you've got the person that takes the minutes. <laughs> you did hear him call somebody buckwheat. Watch the lady up top. That's what's funny. Cause she knows that what he said is a hundred percent wrong. And she's looking for the gavel, like, what? Just watch. This is this is some funny shit right here. <laughs> In many ROE rules, you're not allowed to fire until fired upon. Because that is when your safety, that is when your life is threatened. I'm getting there. Don't worry, Buckwheat. I'm getting there. I'm now, sorry. what I'd like to say, what I'd like to say, that's an endearing term, by the way. Representative Holtorf, we must maintain order in here and not refer to any individuals other than 
in any inappropriate manner. So please do not do that any further. Mr. Sullivan. Mr. Holt, Why are you yelling at me? Why are you yelling at me? It is not clear who exactly Representative Holtorf was referring to by the racist stereotype buckwheat. You heard him exchanging words with Democratic Rep. Tom Sullivan. Perhaps you recall we covered in this program, Holtorf once told Sullivan that he needed to get over the murder of his son in the Aurora Theater shooting. Holtorf returned following the recess to offer one of those if I offended anybody apology non-apologies. Representative Leslie Herod, member of the Black Legislative Caucus, wrote on social media, quote, This is what I have to deal with every damn day. Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> he might as well call them the N-word. And then he said it's a term of endearment. Get the F out of here. Boy, <laughs> I don't know how this dude is still a state rep. He needs, he should have been voted out a long time ago. And then they come out today and he was reprimanded. Um, he should lose his seat. You can't be calling black people buckwheat at a government level during a, <laughs> you might as well just drop the N-bomb, bro, <laughs> man. Oh, man. So, moving on. There's only a few small batches of Sinister One beanies left. If you want the Sinister One's Productions beanie, get out to me. I don't even know what colors are left. They they were flying out. They go out in, in, in spaz. They, like, like, they'll go out in bunches. And then nobody will buy anything. Then they go out again. So I lose track. I mean, I'm, I'm tracking it. But um, I'm on my way to getting... Baseball hats and T-shirts and maybe a small amount of hoodies because uh, I got people that are asking for hoodies. So keep an eye out. That stuff's coming this way. Also, uh, I want to thank everybody who has purchased the Sinister One Productions beanie. Uh, check these guys out here. Peter Barrett, UFC fighter. My artist, Viana Marie, Travis Pottington, Maddie Cameron, Kevin Jeffries, all holding it down. My brother holding it down. Mr. Melodic holding it down. Ty Hunt and Mr. Melodic. There's Ty Hunt again. Some of the listeners, Tyler Zanowski, holding it down. So make sure you guys get yourselves a Sinister One Productions beanie. Also check out Oscar Mike Radio, Maddie C Sports for You and Me, Drafting the Circuits, and Happy Hour with Lido. And check that out. Also got to mention, hey, this weekend, this Saturday, South Shore Plaza, uh, Astronomer is doing a pop-up shop from 12 to 5. 12 to 5 this Saturday. South Shore Plaza in the in the Milano Leather and Fur Store. Pop-up shot, Astronomer, head on down there, 12 to 5. Brandon Grimes, rapper, and he is the CEO of Astronomer. He's, he's going to be there. Um, Viana Marie, I believe, will be there on Saturday. And I'm not sure if Seven Sins, Ezekiel Rollins, or Black Ice is going to be there. I'm not sure. But I know you want to head on down there from 12 to 5 on Saturday, located in the South Shore Plaza. Make sure you go down there and get yourselves some merchandise. And they've also got some uh, fashion show that they're going to be involved with as they close out the month. I'm going to try to get Brandon on this show to talk about that. We were trying to make that happen tonight, but time restraints couldn't get him on. 
Uh, but we will get him on to maybe talk about this fashion show that's coming up. But make sure to check out Estrada Nair and check out his latest, newest video, Tetris, um, on YouTube. And we're probably going to close out tonight with Viana Marie's newest single, uh, What You Know About V. Uh, video is what you know. Um, but the thing is, is that we've taken this video and what it is, is we have now added and paid our respects in tribute to Van Bates. As you guys know, Van Bates was one of the people early on when I started managing her who helped me get her shows so we could get her ready for the stage and be able to perform. Vienna Marie will tell you that, you know, she had a fear of performing and Van Bates was, was a big part of her you know, being able to perform in front of a live crowd. You know, he set us up with shows here in the Brockton area and we was able to, to hold it down. And, you know, he was giving her tips through private messages and what to do and, and stuff. So here it is. This is Vianna Marie's What You Know. And this is updated. Paying our respects to my man Van Bates up above. And then SpongeBob will take us back home and we'll be here next week with Crystal Tyson. And then the week after that, I have Robbie Silverman of Oxfam. Oxfam is a company that is making sure that the vaccinations, vaccines get out. And they're doing a lot of work right now over in India where they are having a huge COVID explosion. So he's going to come on and talk about that. So we're going to head out of here with Viana Marie's What You Know, Rest in Peace Van Bates, and then SpongeBob. We'll take us home, and the booth will be back here next week. And then at 8.30, Maddie sees Sports for You and Me with Marcel Smith. Peace. for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and Hatcherradio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify.
The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here, and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I make it, don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, but y'all think I'm playing. And I got a hit now for these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing because I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit. It's like I'm my own now. I get hurt, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's who is it I come. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's who is it I come.